We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Well, hello there to you. It's WTIC, and thank you for being here. On this wonderful day that is a Wednesday... Hey, hi, Todd. It's the American Patriot. Today's rant is about the testimony yesterday. You know, Hillary Clinton was right in all along, as well as the Democrats. Donald Trump. Good explosion there, eh? Right on time. Hey, Todd. Yeah? You interested in making a little cash on the side? What do you mean? I just met with a West Hartford Board of Ed member yeah. at the Unionized Starbucks up at Corners, Corbin's okay. Corner. What are you thinking about? They need 9,000 copies of the Who is RuPaul book. They want to put one in every student's hand yeah. here in town. Why don't they just call the publisher? That's where you come in. I've only been able to find about a little over 2,000 copies. That's where you come into play. Let me know. <laughs> That's a little uh, insight, I guess, into the world that Mark comes from. The White House press secretary stated that Sleepy Joe should not be held responsible for the death of the 46 illegals who suffocated in the back of a tractor-trailer truck, including a five-year-old boy. And her reason that he should not be held responsible is the fact that the border is closed. The border is closed. What world is Sleepy Joe living in? This border should have been closed long ago, and that was Trump's purpose, and things like this probably would not have happened. But again, it's never Joe's fault. That's true. It is never Joe's fault. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Is it really Wednesday already? It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk ten eighty. Thanks for being here on this Wednesday afternoon as summer heats up. July fourth comes our way. It's pretty rocking. 
Joining us now, Jim Watkins. He is usually here later today, next hour, but we're having him do an ad lib and an early appearance. Jim, thanks for being flexible. How's it going, man? Happy Fourth of July to you. Happy Independence Day. Do you do you do a fireworks thing, or what's your we celebration do. consist of? I would say for the last twenty or so years in Sarasota, we go and we watch the fireworks on the beach, and that's always a lot of fun. And yeah. uh, just enjoy the family. It's a good time for get-togethers and barbecues and, you know, the traditional thing. The, the standard American thing. Yeah, I don't usually bother with fireworks unless I happen to be, you know, happen to go to a party on the beach where there's a good view, which I, I do on occasion. But uh, sure, I like, I like the meat on the grill, best of all. Yeah, it's just good, you know, I... Uh, I'm not sure I have some misgivings about it being on Monday because, of course, everybody has to go back to work on Tuesday, but that's okay. You know, I'll take it. Do people actually follow that schedule anymore? Does that hold? I feel like people's people's lives are so, their work lives are so flexible. They can just decide to work from home or blow off half a day if they want to sleep in. Don't you feel like it's a new world in terms of work? It sure is. I mean, because we all got the pleasure of working from home, I think the employers have have become a, a lot more uh, flexible, and they don't want to lose anybody, you know, because, what, the unemployment is down to 3%, so it's harder to find replacement. So, yeah, everybody, it works to our benefit, um, so I'm happy for that. I am, though, one, the reason I bring it up is because I uh, I am upset. You know me, I always find something to bother good. me, but I, I think it's a, a good issue because you're from a part of the country that really understands the importance of Independence Day and, and early American tradition and why we celebrate Independence Day and why it's so important. I mean, you, you're sort of in the cradle. Oh, yeah. Right? But in South Dakota, they're not. Uh, President Biden is not letting them do the fireworks over Mount Rushmore again. And I'm really upset. I ran into a friend of mine who said that he has a business there. He rents out, and that's their big event of the year where he makes all of his money. And I just thought it was such a petty thing because we know what it's about. It's it's Biden undoing something that, you know, President Trump did. And I just think it's petty. And, you know, Fourth of July, what a slap in the face to American patriots in South Dakota. And, and doesn't it bother you that he would just be so arbitrary about something where he could really be a hero and, really show his love for country and really get behind unity, which is what he's been. Do you agree with me on that, or do you think? The, I think it's just real petty, and, I, and it bothers me. It, to me, it, it, it says something about the man's character. Well, there's not much that impresses me about anything going on in politics today, but that would be low down on my list of the things that there, there's so many debacles going on. Well, that's true. Yeah. That I have trouble getting too excited. I, I understand you're trying to be... Um, you know, it's topical. <laughs> yeah, keep it close to the holiday and and stuff. Yeah, but, you know. But I but, I want I want to hear your opinion of what's going on with the, with the hearings and stuff and and uh, you know I feel like that's I, where your voice will be most important. I see. Well, you, you know, I uh, I've thought long and hard about it. The I'll give you my summation of yesterday's. I watched a lot of it during the day, and then I watched the way the news covered it uh, again. He, you know, if you just look at the facts, he got mad at someone. He's the president. He, I'd like to know who made the call that he wasn't supposed to go where he wanted to go. Uh, 
uh, again. Well, that's uh, hold on a sec because that, that sounds like a good call. They wanted, you know, if if he wanted to go to the Capitol and the Secret Service thought that he wouldn't be safe there, don't you think that's appropriate for them to say we're not going to drive you into a war zone? Our job is well, to keep a, you safe. They had enough FBI embeds in the crowd so that Trump wasn't in danger whatsoever. <laughs> but if you really want to go down that road, what you got to ask yourself, well, why wasn't there enough? Nancy Pelosi had the National Guard at her disposal. She turned it down. I think they let people off for the holidays mm-hmm. uh, at the D.C. police. I'm not sure. But that's always the question that never gets answered. Why wasn't there security? Well, yes, it never gets asked. But, you know, the New York Times reported a couple days later, I think it was January 8th, that the mayor of Washington had lobbied hard to make sure that none of the various agencies that could have and would have sent extra security that they wouldn't do it because this was in the in the heat of the you know curbing the police uh, and and making sure that that there was no alliance demonstrated between the democrats and police in the middle of the defund movement mm-hmm. so the story that they reported then and I haven't heard them tell since is that that the uh that the the mayor did not want it and she was afraid of being embarrassed especially after the protests that had happened in front of the White House. So, so why aren't they asking that question, Jim? That's that's the confounding thing here. And I've I said from the very beginning cuz my wife and I are diametrically opposed on a lot of things, but on this particular issue I said, well, you know, in a, the American justice system, it is very intrinsic to our our courts, to our laws, to our sense of fairness that you should be allowed to defend yourself. And in this case, this hearing is more like a grand jury uh, setting because you're only getting one side. You're not allowing the other side to defend themselves. And to me, on that premise alone, of course you're going to side for the whatever side is presenting the case. They're effective. That's what they get paid to do. But if well, this not is allowed, not a legal proceeding. It's supposed no. to be a hearing in which Americans get to hear both sides of the issue. So so I don't care so much about who is maybe being misrepresented in this proceeding because it's not a fair proceeding. I care about us not getting balanced information. So they report all day yesterday and they get the media all juiced up about the idea that the president was upset and somehow from the back of the limousine was was uh, threatening the safety of 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 the limousine. He was leaping into the front seat and grabbing the the steering wheel. I like like the whole thing is an incomprehensible story. And the report comes out from CNN later. I think first reported it that the Secret Service said that's not what transpired in the car. So c- yeah, considering the, there's the there's no balance to the presentation, and there's also people who are government employees who are saying that isn't true. That sheds it in a different light, doesn't it? It does. And a friend of mine said it best. He's a Harvard Law student, uh, a lawyer, an attorney of great bona fides. And he said to me, Americans have a sense of truth. And they can sense from this presentation that because they're not getting equal sides representing each, each sides of the story, it comes off looking like it's not authentic and it's not... And people have a sense of that. And I agree with them. I think most people are looking at this. I, I have to tell you, I watch the news, and that's where I get my information on this particular hearing. I'm not spending a lot of time with it because I already know 
going in that it's not a fair presentation. So I'm, I'm on your side on this one. Oh, you make that sound like that's a, a big exception. <laughs> well, we don't always agree on everything, but no, that's true. You know, uh, you know, look, if the Republicans get into office, they're going to have their own investigation, and I hope that they will take the cue and make it a, a balanced presentation. Because you are right, there are unanswered questions. Why weren't there more security? Who let the guards in? Uh, why did the guards let the people in? There was all, all kinds of. I really want to know how many FBI embeds because after the Whitmer, remember the Governor Whitmer caper was shown to be completely false and it was it was entrapment. I, I wouldn't put it past you know people to to use that day as a way of entrapping people to make them cases you know a sort of like a warning shot to other Republicans. Don't try this at home, you know. So. Jim Watkins is with us. Jim, what's uh, how do people find your podcast? Oh, it's getting better by the day. Uh, thank you. It's the Jim Watkins Show dot online, and love to have you stop by. It's always great. I hope you have a great, great Fourth uh, of July. No, I'm not saying goodbye to you yet. I just wanted to make oh. sure we got that in there. So I, I like what your friend at Harvard Law sent to you because there was a story. I don't know if you saw this a couple of days ago, that more than a million American voters have changed their registration in the last year from democrat to republican this is a stunning development and well it shouldn't be but i guess we're all victimized by the bias in the media and we assume that if all day every day all they do for six years is report on how evil donald trump is that that would cause people to move from Republican to Democrat, because that's what they've been trying to achieve with this propaganda campaign, Jim. And instead, it's going in the correct direction towards Republicans increasing their registration. Aren't you a little surprised that the media is is so ineffective in rigging the stories to change Americans one way and they go the other way? Well, if you think about what's happened, the Democrats have done something They've gone too far to the left. They're going to have to come up with another name for the Democratic Party. Uh, you know, at some point, this radical group, very small group, that have managed to hijack this presidency are putting in all kinds of initiatives, and people at home are sitting and they're watching the flooding across the borders. Uh, they're watching fentanyl. They're watching crime go up. They're watching all these efforts being put towards protecting trans and grooming children uh, and all of the stuff that's going on. So, yeah. If I was a Democrat right now, I'd be saying, what the heck has happened to my party? It never used to be this way. I, I'm a John, I, In my heart, I think I'm a John Kennedy Democrat uh, who just happened to, like, grew up and realized that conservative principles were more important to me. But, uh, you know, most Democrats today would say today's dem Democratic Party is not what it was 20 years ago. Yeah, well, that's that's for sure. I, I have been expecting some kind of uh, awakening to happen along in, re, in response to what you're saying, that Democrats represent so many awful things, and they are now controlled by their most extreme members. And, and yeah. still I feel like I've been overly optimistic, but now I see the data, and the data shows that, yes, uh, Americans are moving away from Democrats in large numbers and, and fast, and that's a glorious thing to behold. And I don't think that's just about the economy. I think, as you're pointing out, 
It's about the fact that they aren't culturally aligned with normal things. They are at the forefront of pushing the abnormal uh, too hard yeah, into sure our lives. Yeah, the Democratic Party has been beca- has become the the party of big oppressive government. Well, that which too is something that they used to label Republicans as. It's uh, it's an amazing moment, and I I wonder if uh, some kind of correction is taking place. I hope so, Jim. Hey, the pendulum swings both ways, my friend. You know, Jim Watkins. It's the Jim Watkins Show dot online. Where did you get That's- that ending from? It was free. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> dot com was taken. <laughs> dot com was taken. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. It was either that or dot BFF, and I didn't know what that meant. So, <laughs> You're telling me there's a, another Jim Watkins? I think so. But, uh, no, it's, uh, it, it, it's always a challenge because today you've got to cut through. And I don't know. Is dot online hard to remember? <laughs> no, it's just funny. I don't know. It it throws the rhythm off, you know? Well, you made fun of the last website, so I got rid of it. <laughs> I liked the last one. What <laughs> oh, was that one don't. called? Candidly speaking. Oh no, I didn't like I didn't like that one so much, but you had <laughs> you had a hot one in there for a while. You're very transient on your uh on your foundational right decisions here. <laughs> Jim Watkins, well, have a great fourth of July. We'll talk to you next week. You too. All righty. Wow, that's interesting. All right, let's uh, let's get another rant in, and then we'll uh, well, we got a lot lot more good stuff to do. We've got a news update coming your way. We've got a traffic update a couple minutes away. Hi. Oh, did I play? Where am I? Where am I? Did I get lost again? I think we listened to Gladys, didn't we? Hi, Todd. This is a, this is in regards to uh, the porn found in the child section in the library. Yeah, we did hear that. Against the demo the party. Oh, this is part two. This is part two of the song. I chopped it not so well. Sorry. Never once against the demo the party. The last thing that he cares about is representing me. Librat, that is. Baby killing, urban handout, Dickie B. The guy is 76 years old, too old to run again. The last thing we all need is another Joe Biden. His grease back hair holds more oil than the strategic oil reserve. <laughs> when he gets defeated, he'll get what he deserves. Librat, that is, vote buying, inflation feeding, Dickie B. Well, it's now it's time to say goodbye to Dickie B and all his kin. And thanks a lot to all y'all for kindly listening. And you're all invited back next time to this locality for another heap and help enough seat. He lived Lib, that is, Democrats. Time to vote them out. Oh, yeah. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ain't that the truth? I can't believe it's time for another Mark Christopher update in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center, and I believe he's ready to go. Hey, Mark. Come and listen to my story about a man named Jed, a poor mountaineer, he begins to be fed. And then one day he was shooting at some food, and up through the ground come a bubbling crew. Can you imagine shooting in your backyard and all of a sudden oil comes up? That would be... That That's a dream come it's true. a it's a parable to represent how your life has gone, Mark Christopher. <laughs> exactly. I'm just a hillbilly driving around with nowhere to go. If you're and the into- green stuff's falling out of the sky <laughs> on you. <laughs> I wish, Todd. Thank you very much. Good afternoon, everyone. something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. There we go. WTIC. Get pumped for the holiday weekend. Friday, we got a baseball game, so this show will be preempted. And Monday is the holiday, and then I'm off the rest of the week. I will miss you. But we still got the rest of today and tomorrow to have ourselves a little fun and to celebrate. And to celebrate. Yeah, hi. Um, I'm just calling with my opinion about this. Adding 10 minutes to the trip from New Haven to New York by this gazillion-dollar thing with the train. And, uh, gee, won't it be awesome when in 2035 it's actually going to be 25 minutes shorter trip. However, by then, we're all going to be ensconced in our homes, living the freaking great socialist commie life. And if we go anywhere, we'll have our own jetpacks. I love that answer. I mean that, you know, answer to bad policy. Will we have our own jetpacks, though, in 2035, I wonder? Todd, if they want to reduce the commute time, they need to expand every single road that's a major thoroughfare, like the Merritt, as well as 84, to a minimum of three lanes on each side throughout the entire way from Waterbury to the state line or from Bridgeport to the state line, actually New Haven to the state line with the merit. Widen those roads, make the big bridges bigger. I don't think they, they're thinking along those lines. I think they're thinking along the lines of tolls, congestion pricing. That is whenever the roads are busy, whatever time that is, they juice up the toll so you have to pay more and get people off the roads. They want to make it unaffordable for you to drive. So they don't have to build the new roads. Planting trees and let's spend the money that way, not saving 10 minutes on a two and a half hour trip. 
ridiculous. It is ridiculous, but it makes them feel good, and it also is a benefit to particular voters who they don't do much for, right? All those uh, evil rich people. Hi, Todd. Hey, listen, the vice president must be part chicken, because she sure does cackle quite a bit. Have a good one. (laughs) Hi, Todd. I heard the governor's speech touting the billions of dollars that they're going to spend to make sure that we can get to New York City via the trains 10 minutes faster. And this will produce lots of union jobs. Yeah. That, by itself, tells you who he's beholding to. Fairfield County and the money there, as well as the unions. That's right. That's how the whole thing rolls. 860-522-9842. Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Sorry, you caught me a little by surprise there, Antonio. Listening to some tape here, some riveting conversations. 860-522-9842. What is it? Wednesday. We're chasing another weekend. We're chasing a holiday weekend and the the real kickoff of summer and when I start the countdown to the end of summer because it just feels so fleeting at this point. Mike in Plainville, what's going on, sir? Oh, my God. He was in the newspaper yesterday again. Who was? Uh, Dick, Dick Blumenthal. Now, this time he was at the Catherine Hepburn estate looking at furniture. He had a big picture of him. He's, uh, they're looking to sell some furniture? I don't know. He was looking at furniture. I mean, this guy, he, he, he won't go away. He uh, won't maybe, go away. Maybe they're looking to de- decorate the Empire State Building? <laughs> Here's the other thing. Yeah, they have their... Res- uh, reporters from different networks will walk around New York, Chicago, Boston, San Francisco, and so forth, and ask people general questions. Uh, why this day is significant? Uh, why? Why this? Who is this person? What is that person? But all oh, these people say, "Well, I, 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 I like Dick Blumenthal, or I think Elizabeth Warren is great because she's so smart." If you ask these people point blank, what have they done for you? Okay? This is what you would hear. Silence. Yes. They wouldn't be able to answer the question. They'd give them 10 seconds. What have they done for you? I don't think anyone can point to too much, Mike. Or they may run away. That would be a pretty clear answer, too. All right, thank you for that, sir. 860-522-9842. It is a, uh, you know, it's not great leadership that we're getting. That's the short of it. That is the short of it. Hey, Todd, I got a rant for you about government incompetence. Yeah. So Thursday, my entire block got transferred to a new block. And in spite of having well over a month to prepare for this, 
By the time we got here, there were multiple cells whose toilets weren't working. They were actually flooding. What is that uh, bleed? Did you hear that when you dubbed it? Was, uh, that, on, was uh, that on the original call? When was that? I don't know. A few days ago. Catching up on some old ones. I, I don't know. I don't know. Don't what remember. It sounds like someone was listening to the radio while recording Lebo. Yeah, I don't get it. All right, let's talk to Dave in Brantford. Hi, Dave. I get to follow Professor Lebowitz. I'm, uh, I'm impressed. Well, uh, uh, and somebody else as well. Two people at once you're following. To do a little bit of uh, the abortion thing and freedom, we talked about Milton Friedman yesterday. Yes. Who died in... Uh, I would like to add something to go along with the abortion debate with all mm-hmm. the screaming uh, women, my body, my choice, you know, my uterus, my choice, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. The ultimate uh, government taking over your body is to be drafted and sent to war. And I think hardly anybody knows that Milton Friedman and Alan Greenspan in 1971 were on a Nixon commission. It was just a presidential commission on nothing in particular. It was like his kitchen cabinet. And they talked General Westmoreland into eliminating the conscriptive draft and going to an all-volunteer army because choice and uh, your government not compulsory ordering you to do something is always better. And so I just want to mention, for no particular reason, in 1971, 51 years ago, Milton Friedman, Friedman was the man most responsible for ending the draft and converting us to an all-volunteer army and uh, freedom to choose is always the best choice. Wow. Okay, I've got a request for you, if you don't mind, Dave. A listener wrote and said, would you please ask Dave what his career was? Uh, Too many to note. I learned as an agricultural scientist with chemicals and diseases. Uh, I tried to uh, make a career out of it, but turned out you needed a Ph.D., and I needed money faster than that. Okay. I spent 10 years teaching. Then I was Mr. Mom for uh, 20 years, and then I became uh, the caretaker in the family for a lot of disease-ridden. But mainly the the big mouth is what your listeners wanted to know. That comes from 10 years of public (laughs) school teaching. All right. We got it. Thank you for that. That's not what I would have guessed, Dave. What's that? By the way, we had a business until I was 30. We had rental property. And so that's where the free enterprise note comes from. Okay. And so we were all too aware of government telling you you got to do this, that, and the other thing, which was generally irrational. But but no training as an economist, eh? Uh, I'll go into it another time. My high school had two years. Junior year, they had economics one. And then senior year, they had economics two. Full year, and you needed echo one to, as a prerequisite. Yeah. Uh, and uh, when everyone else in high school was taking what they called gut courses, you know, black experience in the arts, I took uh, economics one, and we learned about John Kenneth Galbraith, uh, a Michael Harrington book called, uh, uh, Jesus, the, uh, it was about poverty. Apparently it set off the war on poverty with Kennedy. And when I read it, it seemed very irrational that paying money to people to do nothing, how did that help get people out of poverty? And I think that was the ignition. of my, And then I, in college, I took economics one and economics two. But I'm not an economist. Okay, and, and I give a lot of credit to PBS with Louis Rukeyser. <laughs> All right, thank you very much, Bye. Dave. Appreciate that. All right, we got an answer. I wasn't sure if we'd get a um, that kind of detail, so that's good. Yeah, it's an official boycott. Um, after uh, WTIC starts losing money hand over fist and installs the Sexton Travis show from twelve to three, I'll be back. 
but I'll miss you, but I am not listening to the station as it is ever again. Don't know what that was. I'm getting some weird ones here. Some weird Welcome ones. to the new equity-based, underserved Connecticut. This isn't where from today. the Democrats today. have pillaged and ruled for decades. Show your proof that you've had the experimental gene therapy authorized for emergency use only. <laughs> I don't know. And doors will open for you in Connecticut. I don't know when it's from. This is probably, I don't know, maybe this day, another year, a year or two ago. Could be. The ones I sent you today, though, have the year. No, on no, it, I, though. I played the the ones from today, and I was going through some uh, recent days that we haven't gotten to. So each day, ones I don't get to, I collect and put into a file, so I save them for when we have time. Hey, uh, hi. Is Ned Lamont extending the COVID emergency powers till December? Well, there's a I car. I they're supposed to vote on that now. What's going on here? It's, it's obvious. It's all, like they said on the news, it, it's all to get money funneled from the feds to the state. I, I, I guess it was something like $34 million. But that's his explanation. So, so the news is that Ned has once again extended the state of emergency in the state. And he uses as an excuse that there's federal money available to give people SNAP benefits, to enhanced dependency on the state that he wants to be able to provide. But it's it's tiny amounts of money. And anything that Ned is saying, we have to come at it from the point of view that it's not a sincere statement, but it's a malicious one designed to deceive us, which this one feels to me uh, like that they have a master plan to always have the state of emergency in effect. And maybe there's a maybe they have a federal program just so they can use it as an excuse for keeping it in effect, but the money is so small that it's hardly worth having us in a situation where where the state of emergency could simply be back because it never left. Hey Todd. This is Anonymous from West Hartford. I just took a small dose of talk radio this morning, and the topic was leadership. And there were several calls saying Ned Lamont did a pretty good job, um, and et cetera. And I'm going leadership. I just got two full names for everybody, Josh Cabal and Paul Mount. Well, I'll start and then pass it over to Josh, which is my norm. Um... If the governor was such a great leader, why at every news briefing did he have to refer to these two birds all the time? And I think it makes all the sense in the world. Leadership would have mean he's leading. He's the one answering the question. That's a, uh, that's, a, that's a flashback one. That's from a year ago when Ned was doing regular press conferences. Still a year and a half ago. I don't know. Just for a narrative of the who controls the narrative. Yeah. And the communication has, is historical. Everybody in the planet has, that, has, that we talk about in history controlled the narrative, spoke their mind, did their thing, and rallied troops. All right, I'm sorry. These are too discombobulated, these rants, to uh, make any progress with. 860-522-9842.
What did AOC say on Roe? Was that good? I forget. No? It was just her talking about um, keeping Planned Parenthood facilities on federal lands. All right, then... It wasn't that great. Then the Bernie Sanders stuff wins. We'll switch over to Bernie. Because this we only heard three seconds of yesterday. But this is great stuff. Now is the time for the American people to stand up, make it clear that enough is enough, and that we need a government that starts representing all of our people, not just wealthy campaign contributors. What does that mean? So here is the agenda item that the left, the, the list of agenda items that the left and Bernie Sanders at the forefront, but Elizabeth Warren and the other people who are, whose lust for power is so great. As I was saying yesterday, I reject the idea that anybody sincerely thinks that adopting all of these communist slash socialist slash big government spending plans when we're already morbidly obese with top heavy government and and out of control government because of all the all the deference to federal agencies that goes on i don't believe a word of this is sincere i i just think the left now has a scam going where they understand that buying votes promising that you will give people money and things is what they do so here's bernie it means that we have to end a corrupt political system in which big money buys elections now big money buys elections he says so what he's saying is we cannot trust our political system to make decisions on our behalf because it's not doing what's best it's doing what they make deals the the big business and and big government make deals that is the bernies of the world sell us out to big business listen to that again and tell me if that is not the the only conclusion you can come to it means that we have to end a corrupt political system in which big money buys elections what he's saying is he takes bribes therefore give him bigger government more control over our money does that make sense it means that we have to end a very unfair tax system well end it then in which billionaires in a given year don't pay a nickel in federal taxes that's nonsense they all pay federal taxes it means we have to raise the federal minimum wage to at least 15 bucks an hour no it should be lowered and eliminated altogether so people can uh work based on what they are worth in the marketplace that will lower the cost of doing business create more jobs allow more young people to get into the workforce so they grow up healthier and feeling their sense of economic potential it means that we have to join every other major country on earth in understanding that health care is a human right why is it a, a a human right why is health care a human right free stuff why is free stuff a human right I've never heard that argument explained. They just say it over and over again. Not a privilege. Why? Everything has to be based on markets or it becomes a destructive force, like, by the way, healthcare, which just keeps getting more, import, uh, more expensive ever since Obamacare got passed. And stop spending twice as much per capita on healthcare to enrich the drug companies and the insurance companies. 
It means that Medicare is going to have to negotiate prescription drug prices so that we can lower the cost of prescription drugs by 50%. If you do that, if you lower the cost of prescription drugs by 50%, won't you get rid of 50% or so of the new drugs that could be developed? It means that we cannot continue to be the only major country on earth not to have paid family and medical leave. The more money you take to create new government programs, the worse the economy will do. It means that we have to restore the $300 tax credit so that we are not continuing to be a nation which has one of the highest rates of childhood poverty in the United States. It means that we have to expand Medicare. Oh, all, all they want is bigger government. Isn't that amazing? It's supposed to be America, land of the free. And all they want to do is turn us into the Soviet Union. Love listening to Bernie. It's, he spells it right out. He's saying, I don't believe in America. I don't believe in liberty. Because liberty means you get to keep what you earn, not give every penny to the government. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.